When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. Friday, March 18th at 6.40 Toronto. You're listening to The Kelly Cotrera Show. Thanks for joining us. Whether you're sitting in your car or you're streaming on the Radio Player Canada app, doesn't matter how you tune into us. Just make sure you pass on the word that we are here for you. And, you know, I like to move between heavy topics and topics that you might be talking about around the dinner table. Actually, this segment might inform what you're going to have for dinner. I've already scrapped what I had on the menu and I know what I'm having for dinner and it's pizza because I don't know if you've heard, we put some freaky things on our pizza. I mean, we are continuously mocked as Canadians globally for putting pineapple on our pizza, which I think is absolutely beautiful. In fact, I could get rid of the ham, but that pineapple, when it uh, caramelizes, is such a beautiful sweet on a savory pizza. It's like there's nothing better until... You look towards what's been going on in Brampton for decades. Is this like the best kept secret in the world or am I, have I been living under a rock? Brampton is making what is called Indian style pizza. Yeah, you can call up a pizzeria. This has been going on for decades. Call up a pizzeria and say, yeah, I want an Indian style pizza. Pizza, Gord, are you ready for this? Have you ever heard of an Indian-style pizza? I have not. I'm already salivating, though. Topped with, so am I, topped with garlic, coriander, ginger, and green chilies. Now they've upped it, and butter chicken is being added. Come on. That is a mashup that is so perfect. Anthony Falco knows all about it. He is an international pizza consultant. Where? In San Paulo, Brazil. He says it's the pizza capital of the world. What? Wait, I thought it was Italy. Anthony, welcome Hi, to the show. Doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm in Sao Paulo right now. It's, uh, they do call themselves the pizza capital of the world. And they've got a very strong case for it. There's over 3,000 pizzerias here. About 30 to 40 percent of the population uh, is descended from Italian immigrants. And they, they've got really some of the best pizza in the world. It's not, a, uh, it, it's not just a light claim. Wow. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. I love when we meet people like you that can inform us what's happening uh, in other far-flung places. Um, it gives us more reason to maybe visit Brazil one day, Sao Paulo uh, specifically. But you're an international pizza consultant. So have you noticed this, you know, how long has this genius mashup of different cultural flavors been going on with the pizza? From the very beginning when it was first, created because you know you don't what makes in my mind what makes pizza pizza is you know flatbreads have been around for 10,000 years right so when the first people started harvesting wheat and and milling it and mixing it with water and then baking it you have a flatbread and you put you know they would put meats and herbs and things like that but tomatoes were separated from wheat that until after 1492, which is known as the Columbian Exchange, when in the ingredients of the New World and the Old World were exchanged all over the place. So there was no chili peppers in India. There was no tomatoes in Italy. Um, and there's no pineapples in Canada. Um, so, you know, as these things moved around, um, you know, that's when pizza was created. So someone um, in Italy, you know, saw a tomato for the very first time sometime in the 16th century. And it wasn't really widespread used as a food until the 17th and 18th century. And so in my mind, pizza has always been a food that was created by the whole world coming together. And, and Buffalo mozzarella, uh, 
Those are water buffalo. That's why it's called buffalo mozzarella. And the water buffalo is native to the Indian subcontinent. So I think India is a strong case for uh, being a foundational player in the creation of pizza. Right, because buffalo mozzarella, correct me if I'm wrong, that's one of the key ingredients on one of my favorite pizzas, the margarita. Absolutely. Tomato, uh, buffalo mozzarella, basil, little olive oil, sometimes some hard cheese. I mean, basil, you know, it's hard to kind of track the genetic origin of some of these things, but uh, there's also a high likelihood that basil originated in India as well. Um, and as for pineapple, it came from where I am now in Brazil. And, and so when people get upset about pineapple on a pizza, it's, it's a fruit from the new world, just like a tomato. So what's the big deal, people? Let's all relax and just enjoy what we want to enjoy. We are finding, though, uh, people are pimping their pizza, for sure. I mean, they're really uh, <laughs> going super gourmand with pizza. You know, back in the 70s, it was just a fast food. In some places, I guess it was a religion. But here in North America, largely a fast food, kind of unexciting. Now we're getting exciting. We're looking at, at the flatbread as something to perfect and really respect. I... Uh, you know, there are shows, these beautiful cooking shows that you focus directly on the flatbread. There's a woman in California and I, I know her name. I know what she looks like. Uh, she's got crazy large frame glasses. I think, um, Nancy, I wish, Nancy Silverton. Yes. She perfected bread. And I mean, she worked yeah. years and years on perfecting bread. And I just absolutely am fascinated by her. But we are now looking at the flatbread as not just a vehicle, but a pivotal part of the pizza, you know, a vehicle for the toppings. Is this the next step? You know, butter chicken now on your pizza, is that just the next step to further evolution of, of taking the pizza to an, a new new place? And if so, where are we going? Yeah, I mean, I think that you make a really great point about Nancy Silverton, someone who started as a baker kind of um, coming into pizza world and 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 taking those skills in, in fermentation and flour sourcing and making the base really a big part of the attraction. To me, that's the part that's very exciting. And as far as the topping, um, yeah, it's the world's favorite food. So, you know, some of the best pizza I've ever had in the, was in Japan, and they're doing amazing things with pizza right now. India, um, working there was incredible. I mean, the, it's got one of the most complex and um, ancient culinary traditions in the world. and like this has been happening, like I said, from the very beginning, this isn't, um, I don't look at it as someone who studies history and travels around the world so much. I don't look at it as like a new phenomenon that like something kind of sacred is being, you know, changed. It's always been changing. And these ingredients have always been moving around the world and the immigration populations as they move, they always cross pollinate. Like for instance, in America, we have Sicilian pizza, um, mm. You know, that, that there was no such thing as Sicilian or thick crust focaccia pizza in Naples where pizza was invented. Yeah. It wasn't until those two, two immigrant communities kind of came together and they traded ingredients and techniques and they, they, they put them together in one pizzeria. And so that's going to keep happening. You know, we've got um, Indian pizza in San Francisco has been a big thing for a long time as well. I mean, uh, I... When I was in India, I was working in a restaurant that had an Indian restaurant in it, um, and they had tandoori ovens. And so we took the pizza dough that I had made, and we cooked it in the tandoori oven like it was a naan bread. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, it basically is the same thing. It's really just that technique. So 
whether you're slapping it on the floor of a wood-fired oven or the side of the wall, um, you know, there's more in common than there is different. And that, that's been my big lesson from traveling around the world, too, is there's just okay. so much more I gotta ask you this. Common than, than differences. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I have to ask you this because we only have about sixty seconds left. What's the worst thing? Like, is there anything that was put on a pizza and then put in front of you as a pizza consultant, and you're like, no, that I'm I'm open minded. I'm trying it, but you tried it and you went, no, no, it. This is this is it. This is the ingredient that should not be on a pizza. You know, I think for me. It's a lot of people because I think you see it a lot and a lot of people love it, but I am totally against the idea of Nutella on a pizza or dessert pizza almost in general. Um, just because it's like, I, if I'm eating pizza for my dinner, I don't want to have another pizza for dessert. You know, I want a tiramisu or gelato or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I try not to get too upset. I try to be open-minded. I've had mm-hmm. shrimp and mussels and clams and you know, lamb and everything you could imagine on a pizza. So I, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded. If you have balanced flavors and you have good technique, you know, pizza's a, a blank slate. It's open to almost anything. Is there a perfect number of uh, toppings? Because I think it's three. Yeah, I would say three is a, is a great uh, number of toppings. I would limit it to I try to limit it personally to five. I talk about this in my cookbook, Pizza Czar, which is available at all fine bookstores. A little plug there. Uh-huh. Um, I also talk about my adventures around the world and, you know, Brazilian pizza and, and working in uh, Mexico and Japan and um, Europe and Lisbon. And, and so, you know, I, I kind of cover some of these issues, but I definitely recommend five or less is really the way to go. You just, other than that, it just becomes a little too much. Yeah, it becomes muddy. Anthony, it's it's great talking to you. Thank you so much for sparing some time with us. Kelly, thanks for having me on. It's been really great talking to you as well. Cheers. Have a great day. Hopefully we do it again. Anthony Falco is an international pizza consultant.